0: someone's just staring at you, that's that's the truest love of all.
1: Yes, that is uh, clearly where I've gone wrong all my life.
0: Or if somebody smells you and then they look like they're going to vomit. Yeah. <laughs> that's also love.
1: Yeah, wow. I really have been looking for love in the wrong places.
0: <laughs> all this time I thought that guy on the subway wanted to fight me just because he was like shouting racial epithets. Yeah. But turns out that with that eye contact he actually loves me. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of I Love This, You Should Too, and we are proud members of the Alberta Podcast Network. My name is Indy Threatening Eye Contact Randawa, <laughs> and with me is my lovely co-host Samantha Painfully Monotone Hees. <laughs>
1: We all know that I am not painfully monotone.
0: <laughs> no, I edit your uh, audio and you go up and down quite a lot.
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure you know I'm not monotone.
0: No, and I um, try to avoid eye contact as much as I can. I have, what is that called? A a wilting gaze? <laughs> what term would they use in a Jane Austen novel for someone who always kind of looks down? I'm one of those.
1: A shy gaze, maybe? Sure. I also don't like direct eye contact,
0: I think I probably do more than an average. I don't know. oh, not the one <laughs> you're giving me now, but nothing like is given in this movie, and if the case you haven't found out today, we are going to be talking about the two thousand eight phenomenon, really? <laughs> yeah cultural touchstone twilight which i somehow hadn't seen until now
1: yeah your life hadn't been changed yet
0: oh yeah and now i will never be the same (laughs) yeah unfortunately
1: (laughs) but before we start talking about indy's deep deep love of twilight we should probably mention our first sponsor we are sponsored today by the Edmonton Community Foundation. The foundation is a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. People are able to start endowment funds by themselves or with a group. And once the endowment fund reaches $10,000, it can start distributing funds. Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by the Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with the Edmonton Social Planning Council to measure how the community is doing. This year's focus is on making ends meet in Edmonton. And last year's focus was millennials. The information on how you can start an endowment fund or how you can access funds, you can learn more at ecfoundation.org. That's ecfoundation.org.
0: Well, like I said, we are going to be talking about Twilight today. So it was Samantha's pick, but you picked this not necessarily in a movie that you just really, really love? No. What were your feelings on Twilight? Can you go back to years ago?
1: I was not super into Twilight. I thought it was a pretty good movie when it came out. Um I read the books because all my friends had read the books and I felt like I needed to be involved and be able to like have an opinion on what was kind of popular with my friends. But I definitely never was like a twy hard, which is like is
0: that what they call it? Yeah. You? Really? Yeah. I thought they would have come up with something better than that. No. Twi-hard. Twi-hard. That's not great.
1: No, it's not. Hmm. It's not wording at its best, but um, I definitely don't think I loved it. Um, I wanted to see it again now that I am a movie snob like you.
0: Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> um, and I can't wait to hear what you think of it because we had some some comments while we were watching it to each other. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so this is my first time watching it, and I thought I had seen more than I had, but I Mm -hmm. guess I didn't realize that there are five movies, Mm -hmm. so I think I must have just seen the collective trailers, and that to me was, I saw, saw a whole movie almost. Pretty much. But- I wasn't in North America for the height of it. I think I was when the first movie came out, but I missed a lot of those sequels, so I didn't realize quite how big it was. But I think Twilight and Harry Potter are probably the two biggest influences on YA fiction over the last, like, 50 years, and... Working at a library, I do read a lot of YA fiction, and I see how everything really copies those two to a painful extent. Yeah. But this is my first time watching Twilight, and I'm not sure exactly how to go about talking about yeah,
1: it. Yeah, it's. I was thinking about that while we were watching it, because it's like, not good.
0: It's not good. <laughs> don't get me wrong, it is not good. I don't think I like this movie. I did have fun watching it. Kind of in the same way when we watched Burlesque. Like, it was fun to watch. Yeah. It's not good. It's not
1: good. But I
0: think this is a worse movie than Burlesque.
1: Oh, for sure. There's no character development.
0: I don't know how to talk about it because I think if we talk about how bad it is, I think this movie is as hated as it is loved. Mm. I think because it was so big, people kind of go on one of either side and they're like, this is the worst movie ever or this is the best movie ever. And since I missed out on that whole conversation, I don't think I would have anything new to add. Yeah. Because I'm sure like we could look at it and say like, oh, this is a love story. But the woman is treated like very much like a literal object and has no agency or emotion or choice or anything. Yeah. But I'm sure there have been many reviews about that. So, yeah. like, what do we have to add?
1: Uh, I don't know nothing okay here's our second sponsor
0: (laughs) (laughs) so maybe we just talk about it and we go through the movie and perhaps we'll have a unique outsiders appear um take on things because we weren't as in it as a lot of other people and we're not so invested in whether or not people think twilight is good or bad yeah Because I don't have, I'm not coming at it like I'm sure the critics of the time did when they were so sick of it.
1: Yeah, like we're not swept up in the phenomenon. So yeah, it is hard to have like
0: a hot take. The opposite of striking while the iron is hot. That's what we're doing with our take on Twilight.
1: (laughs) The coldest iron you can get.
0: (laughs) So does this movie, this is the first of five. Does this have a subtitle? Because they're all like Twilight Morning sun, or something like that, right? So What's this, this one? one
1: is just twilight.
0: No, um, oh, I thought it would have twilight, midnight dawn.
1: No, so twilight is. Twilight,
0: Bella in the case of the mist, red flags.
1: <laughs> She really missed every red flag. Really? Uh, Twilight.
0: Sex for people who don't understand sex.
1: (laughs) Do you want to know what they're called?
0: (laughs) Sure. I kind of like mine better, though.
1: (laughs) I do, too. (laughs) Book one is called Twilight. Book two is called New Moon. Book three is called Eclipse. And book four is called Breaking Dawn. And that's the one that was split into two.
0: Okay. This one's just Twilight.
1: Just Twilight. And the other one's are just the Twilight Saga and then the title. So it's not like Twilight New Moon. It's the Twilight Saga New Moon. Oh, sorry. Yeah.
0: My, my apologies to all the Twihards.
1: <laughs> they're going to come for you.
0: I think they've kind of uh, like they're past their peak. Grown up. <laughs> yeah. It's like if I offend, I don't know, the Ottoman Empire, they're not really going to come after me. They're kind of, you know, it's kind of done.
1: I don't know. All those people cosplaying Bella and Edward at Comic-Con, I'm sure, could tell you is that
0: still? Is it still very popular? I
1: have a feeling it is.
0: I don't think it is.
1: Well, she's still writing books.
0: Yeah, and the fact that I've never heard Twilight. of any of them, I think that's not a good sign.
1: I just think it's because you are you. Mm, true, true. And you're not. You didn't. I
0: work in a library. Yeah. Like and I didn't know she was writing new books. That's fair. So I, I think it's not as big. I'm sure there are people who are still into it because... I feel like this movie and these books were equally split between 13-year-old girls and 45-year-old girls of who loves them the most. 45-year-old girls. (laughs) (laughs) If Twilight's your favorite movie, yes, I'm using the word girl.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right. I don't know who would still be into it, although people are into some weird things. That
0: is very true. No matter what... Is out there, someone loves it, yeah. So that's a uh, you know, a bright side for all you real weird looking people because no matter what you are, there's someone who's really into that, thing. yeah. It's so true, yeah, because you have bad taste, for men. I do not, <laughs> you do, but that's cool. I'm happy, I benefit from it. So, hey, if
1: I get to podcast. Across from you, with your hoodie open and no shirt underneath, Uh, you must be doing something right.
0: So we are still quite sick with COVID. (laughs)
1: Extremely sick. It
0: hasn't lasted many weeks. We're just recording, kind of quick. Yeah,
1: we're getting some stuff done so we can hopefully go on our honeymoon at the end of the month.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because we canceled the first one. Yeah, this time for sure. Yay! But I, uh, my temperature is very hard to guess, so I'm wearing lots of clothing. But now I am sweating, so now I'm wearing. (laughs) You get that
1: too. I'll be like freezing when I'm moving yeah. around and then I'll sit still for a little bit and then like my palms are sweaty.
0: Yeah, we're we're sick. It happens. It's awful. Just think how awful it would be if you were cold all the time like Edward. Although not all the time because one time touching his hand is like, oh my God, you're cold. But then other times you like just lay on his chest and that's comfortable.
1: Yeah, you'd think that it would be very uncomfortable to lay on someone's chest while they were like freezing cold all the time.
0: Yeah. Well, let's get into it. I guess we just talk about the movie from the start to the end and we'll see what happens, right? Yeah. Maybe we'll have new exciting things to say. Maybe you'll have heard all of this before. Or maybe nobody's going to listen to this episode. <laughs> Who knows?
1: Or maybe this will be like our smash hit episode. Let's hope so. Most downloaded episode is somehow Twilight. <laughs>
0: So uh, we're introduced to Bella Swan, which is a fun and dumb name, and she's real different because she's from Phoenix.
1: Mm, So exotic. Yeah. Her and 70 million other people. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very
0: American movie. Yeah. Like I know the majority of the movies we do are written and take place in America, but this one tries real hard to be very American.
1: It's like in, baseball. In
0: strange ways. Yeah. But we'll, I think we'll get into all of that. But in the world of this movie, there are no bigger contrasts than Phoenix and Washington State. <laughs> because this world is, is so American. Yeah, And uh, she comes to this new school and you're like, oh, people are going to be mean to her. No, everyone no, loves her everyone and they're loves like, her. you're she the greatest person ever. She literally
1: does not stop talking to people her first day there, which is like kind of unusual for a high school movie. Yeah. She's just like followed around by people who just want to be her friend. She's like very exciting to the student population.
0: So I think I had to kind of get into this one big idea very early because I've read a lot of creative writing from teenagers. I used to teach high school and I taught English specifically. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend in high school, I remember, who was telling me about some movie she loved. And I was like, oh, why do you love that actor? And she'd go, he's so hot. And I was like, <laughs> okay, but what's like a good movie he did? He's so hot. And I'm like, okay, but what in his movie was good? He's so hot. And that's it.
1: What, what actor? I'm just I so interested in what was like the...
0: I can't even remember who it was. But I remember I tried to get her to watch something else. And she was like, oh, what movie did you watch? And I was like, of course, a pretentious little film nerd even then. And I said, oh, I watched um, Clockwork Orange. And I showed her like a picture or something. She was that guy's not even hot. Right. And that was why she wouldn't watch it. And But she probably shouldn't have watched it because she wouldn't like it anyway. But
1: Welcome to I, high school,
0: girls. <laughs> I just remember that was the argument. Like, he's not even hot. Why would I watch it? Yeah. And when reading student writing they would just be like, he was so good looking. And I would say, oh, but you should use some sort of metaphor or simile or talk about how that made the other people feel. And they would just use the word so more or like very hot. And there are movies that we get that are clearly written for teenagers by adults and they don't quite get it. Mm -hmm. This is one that feels like it was written by a teenager for teenagers, which is different because... All of the development is like, Edward is so hot. Yeah. It's like, oh, what did he do? He looked at me and he was so hot. Hot. But there's no, there's nothing more. And it's just like screaming the word so hot and Mm -hmm. trying to translate that to film, which of course doesn't work. So all you get is him like looking at her. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Unless you believe, he's so hot.
1: He's like, I forgot how weird and pale he is in this movie. Yeah,
0: but just his face, he still has like a tan neck, which is yeah, weird.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's got really bad foundation. He doesn't know how to blend into no. his neck. No, but the Foundation same thing, rule number one,
0: blend into your neck. <laughs> I think Bella is meant to be beautiful. Mm. But we don't get that from anything. No. Because her character is the most bland, boring person I can think of seeing as a lead in a movie. And she movie. doesn't
1: even have nice hair.
0: No, but if you go by nothing that she says or does, just what other people say and do, yeah, I think she's meant to be gorgeous. Hmm. But I think this movie and this writer have no way of showing it other than just saying, she's really hot, guys. <laughs> she's so But when you gorgeous. don't have a narrator to do it, it's lost on us. Yeah. Because to me, she seems incredibly boring uh-huh and mildly annoying very and that's yeah. about it yeah but i think by how everyone else reacts to her we're meant to believe she is amazing right right because we have this vampire guy who also doesn't love anyone and never could and he's instantly drawn to her yeah and all of these people just go like wow you're so good looking wow you're from arizona that's amazing so that's how you would act if you had a very good looking charismatic person in this role. Mm-hmm. But instead you get Kristen Stewart and I'm sure we're gonna get into all of this, but <laughs> I I want to get ahead of it and say like I don't know her other stuff very well. She may be very talented. Same with Pattinson. I've seen a couple of his and I think he is very talented. Yeah,
1: she is also very talented. are
0: atrocious in this movie. I, I know. Her especially. He she's is won bad some awards. He has, yeah. Like. He has nothing to work with.
1: Yeah. It, it,
0: for him it's the script's fault. For her, she's very, very bad. (laughs) She's like one of the worst performances for movies we've done on this show, I think.
1: I think so. I'd agree.
0: She just shakes her head and goes, "Ah, ah, ah," and (sighs) blinks a lot and shakes her head. It's like like she's having a seizure of some sort. Sam's doing it right now. It's making me
1: very dizzy. (laughs) I did it once and wow. (laughs) So... I
0: posit that the movie is saying that she is gorgeous and amazing and impressive and charismatic. But they got Kristen Stewart doing what she's doing. So it it just doesn't work. Because all of these people come up to her and just think she's amazing. Yeah. And everyone wants to be her friend. Yeah. For no reason.
1: I don't get it. I think, I don't know if another actress would have changed it.
0: Because they're kind of trying to do this blank slate thing where, which they do in a lot of romance novels, because you don't want the protagonist to have very strong characteristics because people want to imagine themselves in that role. Right. And that, in a roundabout way, is good writing. It's clever writing, at least. Yes. Here, though, I guess, like, everyone can picture themselves as Bella because... If you're some 13-year-old girl reading this, you could be like, yeah, I have no characteristics either because I'm 13. <laughs> or if you're 45 and reading this, um, well, that kind of makes me sad I'm a little sorry. bit. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry for your I, life. I don't want to be mean about no. this movie, but it's really bad.
1: It is really bad. And I don't think that it's going to be remedied today.
0: This movie? Yeah. No.
1: Um i have seen her in some other things and she is good like she she doesn't do that weird flat head shaky blinky thing
0: i've only seen her in probably three movies and she does kind of seem like that to me and i've seen interviews with her where she's very much like that Hmm. but she was also what 17 when she made this yeah you change a lot
1: you do, and you grow up, and the more acting you do, the better you get.
0: Yeah. Well, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Pattinson, I've seen interviews with him about this movie, and he fucking hates this movie.
1: I <laughs> bet. I would hate this he movie. He makes fun
0: of it, and uh, I haven't, I kind of get where he's coming from.
1: I think she and him, like I think that they did not have very much to work with. No,
0: clearly not.
1: And this is like both of their kind of big... Like hit movie break, yeah. Because this movie made like seven million dollars on midnight showings alone.
0: I think it's over three hundred million on a thirty million dollar budget or thereabouts. Yeah. So worldwide success, but again, we're only in the first minute. So she gets to school. Everyone loves her. Uh, there's a newspaper guy who looks like he's from My Chemical Romance. <laughs> There's a generic guy who looks like he's from Veronica Mars. Oh, yeah. And uh, Anna Kendrick's there.
1: Anna Kendrick's there. I want more Anna Kendrick.
0: This posits a world where if you can't get a date with Kristen Stewart, (laughs) you have to settle for Anna Kendrick.
1: (laughs) I'd rather have Anna Kendrick.
0: (laughs) And they all know about her. And then we get to see the Cullens walk in. And they're introduced as a group of... Foster children who all date each other. (laughs) Which is
1: just like, what?
0: (laughs) And that's just like kind of glossed over like, huh, that's weird, huh? Yeah, creepy. And it's not even close to the creepiest thing that's going to happen. No, no. And then we get to see Pattinson and Anna Kendrick says, well, he's gorgeous, obviously. So my question to you,
1: is he gorgeous? So regular Robert Pattinson, quite good looking. Okay. Like very handsome man. This Robert Pattinson, where, like, they've basically, like, matted out all of his features and, like, blended his, like, super chalky foundation down so that he has, like, no cheekbones or any defining features other than his mouth and his eyes on his face.
0: And those eyebrows. And those
1: eyebrows. So I'm like, that is not attractive. That looks like someone who's experimenting with makeup and it's not going well. This Robert Pattinson is not good looking.
0: I, I don't think so. But I kind of think that he's grown into his looks because he was a younger guy, too. I don't think he was a, quite like 17 like she was, but he's younger and your features kind of uh, soften. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think he's good looking in this, but I'm clearly not the target audience. And I'm kind of sick of this, like, I'm this powerful, vaguely caveman-looking guy that everyone insists is handsome very, very often. I'm dark, I'm brooding, and I'm torn between my bloodlust and my sense of right <laughs> and wrong. I didn't like it when it was Angel. I don't like it when it's Edward. Angel was kind of my least favorite thing about Buffy. I thought he was fine, but it, it's, it is the same kind of thing as we're getting with Edward here. Right. I think Angel did a little better.
1: I agree because at
0: least that had a sense of humor about how silly it was, mm-hmm.
1: and he also didn't look like a, like a pancake makeup version of what a vampire is.
0: No, but he was. If this had been made in uh, the time when Buffy came out, they they are not that far off. They're I not. Think. No, the hair, both of them, terrible, typical hair of their time. Yes,
1: it is. It, it was very popular hair of that time for sure.
0: So up until this point, I was on board with this movie. And I think it's just because we get wacky characters Yeah. with all of these um, new friends. We get a new person in a new school. That's always going to be a- interesting. Mm-hmm. And this movie looks great.
1: Oh, it's a beautifully shot movie.
0: At first, I thought it was well directed. It turns out it is not Mm-mm. because there's a lot of and terrible direction. Well but it is well shot. The cinematographer, it's- who I'm not sure who it is. Gorgeous. Great work. Because at the beginning of this movie, I knew this isn't the movie we're going to get. But with all of its blue tones, this is going to be a bit of a stretch. But it reminds me of early Simpsons Halloween episodes where they would change their color palette. And it's always kind of gloomy outside. And you're like, we're in a familiar place, like a school, but we're going to get some weird supernatural stuff. Right. And I was kind of hoping it was going to be the faculty or something like that. I was hoping it would be these... High school kids together, and then they're finding like dead bodies and like with vampire bites. Yeah, I would have been so into that movie. Yes, of course. That's not the movie we get. Just Buffy. Oh shit! Yeah, (laughs)
1: you're just describing Buffy. Yeah, let's just watch Buffy. It's such a good
0: show. (laughs) Um, But that's that's what I wanted, and this looked like a high budget. Buffy episode Mm -hmm. at the beginning. Now that you say that, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And that would have been great.
1: The cinematographer was Elliot Davis.
0: Do you know what else they've done?
1: Uh, Elliot Davis has done the 1996 Spike Lee movie, Get on the Bus.
0: Okay. Not Spike Lee's best looking movie. (laughs) Uh,
1: Finding Graceland, The Next Best Thing, I Am Sam.
0: Big budget stuff
1: white oleander
0: white oleander was i actually really liked white oleander 13 uh, 13 was the same director okay. as well i think 13 is a very good movie i
1: think i remember liking. and i haven't seen it in forever lords of dogtown like he's done same some, director he's as done well. some big movies Catherine hardwick yes yeah. directed
0: both of those
1: and directed twilight yes yeah, yeah. so i mean clearly he has so
0: people. they work together And I think White Oleander is very underrated. It was, um, I think her name was Alison Lohman. She was a very good, like, teenage actress. Hmm. But let's get back onto this because or else I'll just talk about White Oleander. (laughs) And Buffy. Yeah, I wish. Man, we should just do a bunch of Buffy episodes, honestly. (laughs)
1: Okay, so we are transitioning our podcast into a Buffy-only podcast,
0: I would honestly do an episode of Buffy a week for ever. I would be thrilled with that. Maybe that's a second podcast.
1: I think that's a different podcast.
0: So then we get um, them actually meeting, Edward and Bella. And when he sees her, when she walks into class, there's the fan behind her. And he jolts first. And it looks like... You know what I'm gonna say. Yes. What? What did it look like?
1: It looks like he comes at his desk.
0: You, <laughs> Sam. That's not what I was gonna Come say. On. That's
1: exactly what you're gonna yeah, say. Yeah, I was gonna say it looks you like he ejaculates it to me while we were in his watching pants. The movie. Yeah,
0: and it's gross. And then he covers his face like the smell of her is going to make him throw up. And this is the first time when I got into the unintentional laughs because uh, before this I was in. I was in with this movie. You like we were having fun. Yeah. And then it gets really cringy quite quickly. Mm -hmm. And again, something that perhaps works in a book where he's just staring at her and it's supposed to be sexy. Yeah. Looks either creepy or hilarious when on film. (laughs) So he just stares at her. And there's a time lapse of like the entire class where he's just giving her creepy stares. Yeah. And that's meant to be romantic.
1: And they're supposed to be lab partners. So like... I don't know that I'd continue talking to my lab partner if they just sat there and stared at me the whole class.
0: No, and there's like a terrible voiceover on top of it, and that mm-hmm. does not help. And maybe my favorite line comes in this sequence when he's like, "Do you like the rain?" And she shakes her head for ten seconds and goes, oh, well, "It's just, I, I don't like uh, cold, uh, wet things." That's it. Right. <laughs> do
1: a really good Bella.
0: Why Why does she react like that? I feel like I should just put in the clip because I don't know what we can accomplish on this podcast to t- talk about how bad something is that showing it wouldn't do way better than us.
1: True. Very true.
0: So you enjoying the rain? <sighs> what? You're asking me about the weather? Yeah, I... I guess I am.
1: Well, I don't really like the rain. Any cold, wet thing, I don't really...
0: <laughs> because of so many of the movies, I love to go like, oh, so this little thing, I like to break it down and say, like, well, this is why it's brilliant. <laughs> I can't say why Twilight is bad any more effectively than just... Just watch Twilight. Yeah, it's bad. This should almost be an episode where we just do a commentary track. Oh, like
1: like I was thinking that while we were watching it because I was like, man, some of the stuff we're saying right now is like gold.
0: My only note here is she's bad at acting. (laughs) She is. She really is. Then there's that car accident thing.
1: Oh, yeah, where he pushes the truck away. Yeah. And then he's like, I was standing right next to you, Bella. She's like, you were clearly across the parking lot from me.
0: No one will believe you.
1: Yeah. Why is
0: that his comeback? Why are they both angry about it? Yeah. She should be thankful or in awe or confused, but instead she's like kind of pissed.
1: I read a lot of like romantic books. Um,
0: Do you read any with vampires and stuff? No.
1: Hmm. No. I, uh, I don't know. I have a hard time with like that fantasy world I don't like to learn all the rules of unless I'm gonna read like 10 of these books sure I don't like having to learn new rules every single time and it annoys me when the same monster like a vampire has different rules in every single universe okay so I feel like it's more work to get into those kind of books whereas like like, a lighter, fluffier kind of beach read is easier just to kind of get into quickly and listen to and enjoy without having to, like, figure out what vampires can and can't do. So I don't read a lot of vampire books, but in – sometimes when there's, like, a head injury or something in one of the books, like, it's it's pretty easy to be like, oh, you must have hit your head really hard. That's all he has to say. Yeah. Not – no one will believe you. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just like stopped you from getting crushed. And she's like, you were so far away from me. How did you get close to me? He's like, I was standing right next to you. No one will believe you that you saw me across yeah. the parking lot. No, just say like, oh, man, you must have hit your head like really hard against the truck, and you don't remember it.
0: These vampires are the worst at hiding the fact they're vampires right? than any vampire ever. I know. Like- just as they walk in. Like, first of all, there's that one, like, black European bad vampire. If I saw actually any one of them, if I saw any one of those people on the street, I'd be like, look at this guy. He's fucking dressed like a vampire.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, like, there's the red-headed vampire. Victoria? Oh, the bad one? With the like fur vest and the Kiss Me I'm Irish t-shirt? Like Is that what she's wearing? Yeah, Uh-oh. when she's running through the woods barefoot. Right. She's like wearing a Kiss Me I'm Irish and like a fur vest and it's like, "Ooh, where's that?" Outfit? bad vampires. Bad vampires.
0: Although the one guy's not a bad guy, the black one.
1: Mm, yeah, no, he's like Well, he eats people, he but eats vampires people, do. He eats people, but he seems to have more morals. And he seems to be like more of a fatherly figure to these other two. Yeah,
0: he's as bad as like I am for a human because I eat uh, like chickens. Oh, chickens! I shouldn't. It's mean, but like I, I still do because I'm weak, just like him. <laughs> and then we get the motion blur with the bad vampires, which is again, and one of those things that I know it's actually it's 2008. I'm not. It's I'm not gonna forgive it because of the time. They move at regular speed, but they put a blur on them and a sound effect to make them fast. Yeah. But they're still going at regular speed. Like
1: they're not doing anything to make them like super fast or anything. No,
0: that does happen at some point. Yeah.
1: They almost slow it down.
0: Yes. It doesn't make any sense. No. It's very poorly done.
1: Or just like make him disappear for a minute. Sometimes when things are super fast in like books or whatever, you can't actually see them moving. Like when Edward
0: moves to get her out of the car way
1: yeah that was a sentence yep that was good covid (laughs) logic (laughs) but yeah like you there are things that you can do that don't involve just like slowing down and blurring out people moving around and i'm pretty sure i may be mixing this up with another book that i read but i'm pretty sure that they say that you can't actually see them moving when they're moving so fast
0: yeah and at times it doesn't look terrible like in the baseball game which yes we'll get into that later (laughs) There's just way too much time spent on the secret of him being a vampire. And I think at this time, we also get the reveal that he watches her sleep. Yeah. He admits it later, but at at this point, she thinks she's just dreaming of him.
1: Yeah, she thinks she's like waking up and just like half asleep still yeah. or something and sees him. And then when she turns away to turn on her lamp, he's gone. Yeah. But we already know that he can move really fast.
0: And he later admits, I've been watching you sleep four months. Four
1: months.
0: Also, I thought this whole movie took place over like one to two weeks. Yeah. But it's like a whole year?
1: It's like a whole half a year, yeah.
0: Wow. That's yeah, That's weird.
1: <laughs> She's like, do you watch me sleep all the time? He's like, just for the last couple months.
0: Weird. Oh, so creepy. So fucked up. And he's just always very vocal about how he's so overcome by the urge to... Eat slash protect slash bang her. And like, it's all about like men can't control their primal urges. It's like a big theme of this movie. This is the horniest, most chaste movie I've ever seen. It's all about sex, Oh, but none of it's about sex. Nothing of
1: it is about sex, but there's so much like sexual thought and like urge happening. It seems
0: like it's written by... Like a horny 13-year-old. Because it's very sexual, but without like any understanding about how sex works.
1: How about a Mormon mother of like seven?
0: Probably pretty similar. Yeah. Because this movie is set up with a guy who stares at a new girl uncontrollably. And then every now and then is like, oh, hey, how's it going? And then goes, get away from me. I want to devour you. <laughs> and watches her sleep. Yeah. This is not the beginning of a love story. No. If for some reason there's any teenagers listening to our uh, podcast, that's kind of odd. Why would you like this? Yeah. Uh, but that's not good. All of these things. If these things happen to you, tell an adult. Tell, an tell adult, the police. File a report. Yes. Yeah. This is this is a murderer waiting to happen. This is
1: like single white female, but like trying to be human and date humans like a normal person.
0: This looks like a preventative video your RA shows you in your freshman year at university. Like, watch out for these signs. Yeah, that guy is a rapist. Yes. Oh yeah. So then uh, she goes into town. Can we get into the part with all of those rapists now? Yeah. So they had like planned this out because she goes into the big city, which yeah. is like a town of three hundred people yeah, or something.
1: Port Angeles.
0: And they had, like, planned this whole thing because she comes out of the store and there's four or five of them and they all approach from different directions. So they're all like, okay, I'm going to go in this house. You go over here. You hide behind there. And when she comes out, we'll all converge. So they planned it out, I guess.
1: Yeah, premeditated.
0: And then Edward comes in in his Volvo hatchback, the scariest car of all, and scares them all off. Yeah. Because they look at him and they're like, oh, and then he a man in a peacoat. <laughs>
1: He also tries to run them down. Yeah. Which I think is hilarious. Um, do you want to know what Port Angeles is known for? Crabs. The
0: Salmon Derby. Oh, a Salmon Derby. Yeah. I wasn't far off. No, you weren't.
1: <laughs> um, there is also just under 20,000 people in uh, Port Angeles.
0: And she, so then he takes her away and says... Distract me, or I'm gonna to have to go back and kill them all. If you only heard what they were thinking. Yeah. And she's like, fine with the fact that he reads minds. She goes like, Oh, you read their minds, huh?
1: Yeah, that's not the craziest. Like, she really misses the big red flags and focuses on the little, tiny, minuscule, like, pink flags. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can read your mind. I am a predator, basically, he tells her in the woods. Like, I am literally built to, like, make you want me so that I can kill you. And she's like, I'm not scared. I'm not scared.
0: My favorite part of this is he says, distract me so I don't go kill them all. And she says, put your seatbelt on. And he goes, put your seatbelt on. (laughs) And then he laughs. Yeah. I should go back there and rip those guys' heads off. Uh, no, you shouldn't. You don't know the vile, repulsive things they're thinking. And you do? When you talk about something else, distract me so I won't turn around. You put your seatbelt on. <laughs> you put your seatbelt on. I don't I just do not understand what the tone of anyone is at any mania. point in this. Yeah, yes, actually.
1: In that scene, I think it was mania.
0: And then they go and have a meal. And anytime she gets a meal, the server has to tell her, here's your vegetarian food. Here's your garden burger. Nobody talks like (laughs) that. But they have to make a point of her being vegetarian. Right. I guess it's analogous to him not eating people. Look, they're the same. Oh,
1: they're vegetarians together. I love it.
0: They were meant to be. To
1: love. He doesn't eat people and she doesn't eat animals. Yeah.
0: What is true love in this movie? Because I think there's no chemistry between them. No. They haven't done anything to be in love. It's just a fact of the movie that they are incredibly, what is it, irreconcilably in love? Yeah. She says it in a way, unequivocally and...
1: irrecoverably. Well, (laughs) yeah, I think that's it. I think that's the word.
0: So they're super in love... But to him, I think it's like a biological thing. It's just the smell of her.
1: So, you okay, know, whip out some Twilight knowledge. Yeah.
0: Here. Hit me.
1: So there are... I'm trying to think of how to phrase this so it doesn't sound completely insane. It's um, going to sound completely <laughs> I know. insane. Uh, so in Vampire Land, mm-hmm. where the Collins are from, you Aren't have... are they from there? Yes. Okay. So you have like your mate... Basically. And so, like...
0: Oh, you're, like, destined to be yeah, with one person. Yeah, so you're
1: destined to be with one person. And all
0: of his siblings have already found that person, kind
1: of? Yes, which is why uh, they're, like... He's the only like, one not in a pair. Yes. So they, like... When he says, like, since I can't, like, seem to stay away from you, or, like, I'm, oh. I am can't... I, it's not possible, or whatever. Like, he says something where he's, like, yeah. I can't, can't be without you, basically. And so this also... There's something similar in the wolves from Twilight. Um, so, Jacob, long haired Lama Lautner. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to say something <laughs> controversial. What?
0: I think he was fine.
1: I think he was fine. Yeah, he's. Like, I kind of like him. He's supposed to be like two years younger than Bella too, so he like plays that like dorky kid. Who's, I thought he was quite yeah. good.
0: I I wanted to see more of him. I thought he was a charming on screen presence. He gets uh, his cool. wig acting was not as good. No, that wig was
1: <laughs> Yeah, that was a bad. That wig. was a rough wig. <laughs> but he acted through it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So in, I'm gonna spoil like all the Twilight. Yeah. Because I don't, think, I don't think we're gonna watch any more of it.
0: Oddly enough. If you were like, we have to watch the rest of them, I'd be all right with it. Okay. I'm curious to see where things go.
1: Okay. Um, Well, maybe we will. I don't really want to do another Twilight episode because- Yeah, that's fair. uh, We may just end up watching it like drunk one night or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So wolves imprint on each other. Sure. To kind of like as mates, basically. And so then it's like completely- biological and you have no choice over who you imprint on so like even though they're teenagers or whatever and they can like fall in love with each other if you imprint on someone else it's like that's that's it Mm. so jacob imprints on somebody which i don't really want to spoil the surprise if we do end up yeah it's kind of gross but anyway so i think for edward It's like that where he's like, Bella's his mate. And there's no other person for him in the world. And so I think that that's what it is. He like literally physically cannot stay away from her because he needs her in his life.
0: I went from thinking this movie was bad to thinking this movie is dangerous. (laughs) Like if you're telling a generation of mostly young women that there's only one person for you. And they demonstrate that by controlling you all the time. Yeah. That's fucked up. I I can't. I know I'm not the first person to say this, and I'm sure people will put it more eloquently. Yeah. But that's really fucked up, and I don't like it.
1: So the way that she equalizes it. God, I know a lot about Twilight. This is awful. I hate this. I
0: love it. <laughs> I love the it. episodes where you teach me all yeah. this stuff. These are great.
1: So... And I'm sure that there's someone out there that listens to the podcast that is, like knows more than me, so I may be wrong. But the re- like Edward, so all the vampires have gifts, like actually. Yeah, powers. he's really fast. So His
0: sister can see no, the so future. No,
1: so he can read
0: minds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Sorry, he
1: can read minds. Um, Alice can like see the future.
0: We don't get to hear the rest of them.
1: No, you get them in the later books. Um his brother Jasper. is really good flying on
0: a broom. He looks like Victor Crum. <laughs> <laughs> He's very good at standing up in the back of Jeeps. <laughs> um, Jasper is really good at hair gel.
1: <laughs> You're done? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, but I wanted to read a little twilight. I read about a page. <laughs> And one of the things I read was (laughs) they were talking about how handsome Edward is. And I wasn't wrong where it's just like, he's so good looking, guys. Because the line was, um, he was in the rain, but it still looked like he was in a hair jail commercial. (laughs) (laughs) That's from the book. I love it. That's not me making fun of the book. That's from the book.
1: So the equalizer for Edward and Bella is that Edward can read everyone's mind except, except for, for hers, yeah. which means that he can't, like, control her or know what's going on in her mind, which kind of, like...
0: But he physically does? controls her.
1: Yes, but he sort of levels the playing field, I guess.
0: Um, okay, yeah, okay. Because I get what you're saying. he can't, like,
1: yeah. just read her mind and no. be like...
0: I was going to debate you when in fact it's just bad writing.
1: It's just bad writing. Yeah. So do you want to know what the rest of the Yeah, I actually okay. do
0: because I was sad that we didn't get to hear that. Yeah. Because I like that kind of stuff is a little interesting.
1: The siblings are more involved in like the later books. Um, and so Jasper, the one.
0: I like him. He was my favorite.
1: <laughs> He's got such funny facial expressions. He's got pathokinesis. So he can feel the emotions of those around him and manipulate them.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. The mom can speak a sentence of Italian at a time. That's her power.
1: <laughs> She's cute. I like her.
0: The dad's power must be forging medical documents. Yeah. See, I like that about let the right one in. How are these people in school and how do they have jobs?
1: <laughs> right?
0: Like, you can't just show up and be like, okay, I'm a doctor here now.
1: Oh, they don't actually have, like, the entire family listed here. Anyways, so they all have special abilities. That end.
0: All right, cool.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I thought it was going to be a list of just the family, but it was, like, every single person.
0: Well, you guys out there, you write in and tell us, because I know people out there know.
1: (laughs) I'm on twilightsaga.fandom.com, so you can probably look it up for yourself. I just don't really want to read a document while we're podcasting.
0: Should we go back into the movie? Oh, yeah, we're watching (laughs) it. So then she goes on Google to find a book, goes and buys the book, finds one term in the book, and then Googles that.
1: No, she Googles it first.
0: Yeah, but then she goes back and then Googles what she learned in the book.
1: (gasps) Right. Because
0: I thought it was hilarious because she Googles cold one, and she doesn't just get a bunch of beer ads. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: That's what you would get.
1: Not in Twilight internet.
0: (laughs) I thought that part was kind of interesting because you get to see, like, around the world vampires. And then now that you mentioned what you did earlier, I realized that that just reminded me of Buffy. And that's why I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> you know there when they go into research mode? Yeah. Willow and Giles. That was good. Good old days.
1: I'm going to put a post-it on your computer that says, are you just talking about Buffy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good show. It was a good show. So then... Um, They kind of are like, yeah, I'm a vampire, whatever. And he says, well, I'm going to show you the terrible truth. And he says, I can murder you, and I really want to murder you. I want to drink your blood more than anyone. Guys,
1: guys, if someone ever says this to you, run. And she's like... Run far.
0: She says, I trust you. Why? (laughs) Why? What are you basing that on? You have known
1: this boy for what seems like three days. But again,
0: I guess it's just like, oh, yeah, well, they're meant to be. Yeah. And that is... I think that's how you can't have an argument if one of us were a true fan. Because you can't say like, well, why this? And then you could just be like, well, they're meant to be. Yeah. And I think that's how this writer is too. Yeah. None of it matters because they're meant to be.
1: Yeah. I think that's what what happened here They're like, oh, you don't need to worry. Don't worry about it. Yeah. They're meant to be. It's fine. It's cool. Alice, the like little blonde sister is like... The mean one? No, the nice one rosalie is the
0: one with the flippy hair yeah alice oh i thought her hair was brown
1: oh maybe it is brown
0: either way she's the pitcher
1: she's the pitcher who does that really nice high kick every time she throws the ball um but she keeps going like oh you, you won't hurt her or she won't hurt you like, she just, like, knows things. And she comes off very conceited. And I feel like there are better ways that we could have shown her power.
0: Oh, I didn't get that at all. I thought she was, like, the nice one who was actually welcoming welcoming her. She
1: in. is the nice one. It just sounds, it came off as kind of flippant.
0: I thought when she said that to Jasper, it wasn't a, like, a, I see the future. It's like a, I believe in you, Jasper. You won't hurt I her. I think
1: that's partly what it's supposed to be.
0: She seemed nice to me. I didn't get it. I like Alice. That. Yeah.
1: Rosalie is the one who is
0: who the, smashes the, who's the mean
1: one. Yeah. And I uh, I liked her character. I think you can't just have like a whole bunch of nice people cuz like the parents are nice and Alice is nice and Jasper's like kind of aloof but nice and then you have to have someone who's like kind of bit of a dick. Bit of a dick. Yeah.
0: But we kind of glossed over the best part of the scene where he says like I'm going to murder you and that's all cool. <laughs> that great he says all of that like it's not as big of a deal and then says like well now i'm gonna show you the worst part yeah and he's sparkly <laughs> and to him that's worse than all the the murder talk yeah he's like isn't it gross and he's like look at me and she's like it's like diamonds <laughs> and also they never mentioned the fact that he's a hundred years older than her yeah I well, think no, it would he have
1: been... says, like, well, they, they 1918 it. flu pandemic, yeah, but then they you have that. to do the math.
0: But they don't say, like, that as one of the many negatives of why they shouldn't be together. They go through, the, the sparkling to him is much worse than the fact that he's 100 years older than her. Yeah. But and his
1: body weird. is 17 years old.
0: Yeah. Gross. It's, it's, it's gross. <laughs> I wish they had said, like, well, how old are you really? And he's like, 35. That would have been Gross.
1: Yeah. Why is 108 not gross? 100%.
0: And again, this is probably nothing new, but when she is riding him like some sort of human funicular, (laughs) that's hilarious. They could have at least had like some bounding to him because he goes like he's like he's on rails. Yeah, it he's looks so he's clearly
1: stupid. on some sort of pulley system that pulls them up the mountain really fast. So I feel like if they were going to do a pulley system, they should have had him like jump really hard or something and fly through the air cuz that would have looked more realistic.
0: All of the jumping or the running it was all very poorly yes. done. And it looked hilarious. I kind of loved it. Yeah.
1: Um, (laughs) Climb on my little spider monkey. That
0: was pretty good. That was
1: the funniest part.
0: I've killed before and I'll do it again. I don't care. I want your blood. That's cool. I think it's all of them, like this whole meant to be thing. It's just we're the most everything ever. Yeah. It's just... All the things. It's such teenage writing because everything feels like that yeah. when you're a teenager, but they, this writer has no way of expressing it other than just say like, no, we are special. And it's just shouting something louder to make your point than yeah. actually giving any sort of example to it. Because they want to show that they're the most in love ever, but they don't try to show it through any sort of dialogue or actions. Mm-hmm. They just show it by staring. And that's not effective to me. <laughs> Wow, we're not even into this. let's let's start going a little okay, quicker. We got to go faster, so then, um, she goes to his house, and all of the reactions of the vampire family are hilarious. And why is she meeting the family after they've been like, haven't even kissed yet? No, And he's been around for a hundred years. yeah. And is this like the first girl he's brought over? I guess so, And I thought they just met that week, but I guess it's been months by this part.
1: also, Edward is older than everyone else in the family. Really? Yes. Well,
0: except for Except the dad. for Carlisle Car- Cullen. Carlisle. Which is a normal name.
1: Totally normal name. Um so Carlisle is like 300 ish years old. Right. Um, and then Edward gets changed. And then um Carlisle's wife, I can't remember her name now. Esme. Esme. Uh is changed and they are together and then...
0: Did he change her to like make her his forever wife?
1: No, she's sick. She was sick.
0: But it was either like die or live forever with me? Yeah. That's fucked up.
1: I don't think that that's how it worked. I'm just reading on the internet here. The internet- I feel
0: like if we get into the extended <laughs> world, we're going to be here all day.
1: Okay, okay. Um anyway, she was she was presumed dead and brought into the morgue and car cars Carlisle. <laughs> I keep wanting to say Carsley for some reason, but that's not a name. Carlisle uh is working in the morgue and can hear her faint heartbeat because he's a vampire and then he changes her because she's still technically alive
0: So does he change every person that dies? <laughs> no. then what's special about her? I don't know. he just wanted to bang her. I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna save your life, and then you, I, you owe me your life, and you are mine because women are objects in this movie. Yeah, probably. I like how they say, uh, "Let's make her Italian food." Her name's Bella. Yeah. They act like they're all three weeks old and not a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Have they never been anywhere before? They were humans, and they've also existed in the human world for between three hundred and at least twenty years. Yeah. Why do they not understand anything?
1: I don't know. I made
0: your favorite, Italiano.
1: It's <laughs> <She's laughs> just like you know nothing about me.
0: And then she smashes the salad. And then he shows the art made of mortar boards, which I kinda liked, but also why do they go to school? What a terrible existence just to be in grade 11 forever. Forever,
1: yeah, because they're juniors, yeah. they're 17. Yeah. Like, they have that big piece of art that's all like mortarboards. And it's like, why would you graduate that many times?
0: And then he plays piano for her. And I'm not sure where they are, but I think it's the set of Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's a lot of like filled
0: room with drapes with
1: sun coming in the window.
0: (laughs) And she talks to her parents a few times through this, and her parents are obsessed with boys. They're always like, So any boys? Tell me about the boys.
1: Boys. Yeah. And then we
0: get the admission that like he's been watching her sleep for months, and she is impressed. Into it.
1: it. She's so into
0: it. And then we get my favorite scene probably: the baseball game.
1: (laughs) Your favorite.
0: So like I was saying before, they go out of their way to make this movie very American in ways that I don't understand. Because vampires, in most vampire movies, tend to be European. And there's like something glamorous and foreign and vaguely threatening, but not so threatening like they're dark-skinned people, because that would be too much. And again, I haven't read any of the books. I'm willing to bet money that in the books, the one black vampire was not black. But this movie is real american so much so that there's so many baseball references like her kind of stepdad guy is in spring training he's a minor league baseball player but the mom moves to spring training yeah minor league baseball players make no money no not definitely not enough to support two people and he's not like a twenty-year-old minor league player, where you think he's gonna get he's moved like up? He's like
1: forty-five. Yeah,
0: he's not. He's not going up anymore. No,
1: and if he's not good enough to already be coaching, I doubt he's gonna like start coaching.
0: It's it's a bad situation. It it's is. a grim situation. Actually, there was a, a. I listened to a very good podcast about the plight of the minor league player, especially over the last couple of years. Mm. It's a it's a grim life. Those people. Is it? Yeah, it really is. Beyond that, why do they have these super pasty? Blonde people in, like, waistcoats and cravats playing baseball. Right. Because there's, like, it's so American. And also, what is the point of saying that the Cullens have been in Washington state as long as all of the indigenous people? It's kind of saying like, oh, yeah, um, I'm pretty sure white people have always been in America, which is a fucked up thing to say as well. (laughs) Why do they go out of their way to say it? Because they're trying to say like, yes, all of these people, all of these blonde people, so, so American. They've actually been here longer than anyone.
1: Yeah, or they're just like forcing themselves into the culture to seem like they are everyday people.
0: And they make a point of saying that they used to be here and then they left and came back. So that's why they can be kind of vaguely European. Yeah. But they've been there as long as that tribe has been there. Yeah. So they were like pre-Columbus, the Cullens were there. That's a really weird thing to say in a movie. To say that like, no, white people have always been on America. That's a weird thing to say.
1: Yeah. But I feel like there's probably some, like, origin story where the vampires had to run from Europe and they made it to America on a journey that, like, normal humans couldn't make because of technology at the time.
0: I think there's a lot of weird origin stories that a lot of people make up to say, like, why it's cool that all the white people are here.
1: (laughs) I'm not trying to make colonialism in this movie, okay? I'm (laughs) just saying that, like, I'm pretty sure. It's just such an
0: odd thing to include. And... A very, they just go out of their way to say, like, no, everyone here is real American. But that baseball game, they can only play then because people will think them hitting the ball is thunder? Is that the implication? Yes. Because they hit it loud. They're hitting like 400 foot home runs, which is what professionals do. Yeah. It's not like crazy. They run way too fast, of course. They're superhuman for that. But as far as they're hitting the ball, people can do that.
1: Yeah. Like Major League Baseball players? Yeah. Not minor
0: league. No. No, clearly. That guy is. <laughs> he's not going anywhere.
1: Also, can you. With his
0: big jean shorts?
1: Yeah. Can you play minor league baseball at 40?
0: You can play as long as you want. It's just most people don't because you can't live off of it. Oh. Okay. It's not a living wage. Right. Yeah. Moving on. Sorry. (laughs) Well, this movie really cares about baseball, so we probably should as well.
1: I can't care about baseball as much as this movie wants me to.
0: (laughs) And, like, I know it's vampires playing baseball, but they also don't know the rules. But that's fine. Whatever. But if your movie is going to hinge on baseball this much, (laughs) why are you sliding when the ball's in the outfield?
1: Because it looks cool.
0: (laughs) So then the bad guys arrive. And of course, these, uh, this European black dude and the guy who just tilts his head. Oh my god, he tilts his head so fucking much.
1: James, Victoria, and Laurent.
0: Laurent. Yeah. Um, James, whenever you say anything to him, he just tilts his head. Yeah. Like he's the bass player from Slipknot.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> reference is, but. Like yeah. he's,
0: um, Jason Voorhees. Like he's. <laughs> Hook face in Nightmare Island four. Perfect, yeah, I guess <laughs> you it. haven't seen that I either. Know. <laughs> um, he just always tilts his head, and that's supposed to be like creepy or something. But those three people: one guy who is kind of like animalistic, one guy who is a socialite from Europe or something, <laughs> and one lady who looks like she's just going to the clubs. They also want to play baseball. Yeah. Because they all love baseball because we're so American.
1: Yay, baseball.
0: (laughs) Why did they want to play baseball? That was so strange. So then this is where the movie changes, and I don't quite understand why. They're like, ah, she's a human. Now this movie is about us hunting her. Mm -hmm. Why?
1: So I think it's because James, the one who tilts his hat a lot, um, his favorite thing is to, like, hunt. And I think he's, like, a straight-up serial killer. Like, I think he's, like, very sadistic and crazy, and, like, his thing is tracking.
0: Yes. They tell us that here, but we've watched them kill people, and it's just people they run into. (laughs) Yeah. That never happened before. They were just, like, (laughs) running into people. Like, that guy who, like... I'm some creepy guy. Remember me? I was Santa. You sat on my lap when you were four. And he's like a real creep. He is a real creep. And the dad is like, oh, okay, get out of here. You're creeping her out. And then later, he's like, oh, my best friend.
1: (laughs) My best friend. When were they friends? (laughs) Willie J. Or I don't know what his name was. (laughs)
0: But yeah, so they just run into people and kill them because they're vampires. Makes sense. Yeah. But then suddenly he's a serial killer and he's recording her on a camera and torturing her and breaking her leg and setting up traps and pretending her mom is there. That never happened before. No.
1: I think so. What is explained in Twilight World Mm -hmm. is that he is like, he enjoys the hunt Right. So he is like the most basic primal kind of like hunter. And his favorite thing is like hunting people who like aren't supposed to be hunted. He's like in it for
0: the sport. Yeah,
1: because Bella is Edwards, but he thinks it's like a challenge because they're clearly in love for some reason. And so his thing is like, I want her and no one else.
0: If he's really into elaborate hunts, Why are they like, okay, let's set up an elaborate hunt for him and make it fun? Why wouldn't they be like, oh, there's uh, six of us right now. Yeah. Let's fight him.
1: And we have like a compound.
0: We're right here in an open field. We outnumber them. Let's get them. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. And
1: like, they have that house, which I'm sure they have built to specification that if they ever need to hide away in there, they can make it look like nobody lives there.
0: Well, it must be hard though. It's all glass.
1: Yeah. I assume there's some kind of like armor system that comes down like roll shutters sure yes so that's i think why james is like her i want to kill her Mm -hmm. because she's like very protected by the cullens clearly and to him all humans are food
0: but to me all tacos are food but i can still see a taco and not lose my mind right (laughs)
1: we'll see when we get to mexico
0: (laughs) it's hard but after I, like, for instance, after I've eaten four tacos and someone walks around with a taco of their own, I don't jump on that person and take their taco. You know? <laughs>
1: That's really nice. I appreciate that about you.
0: But in this movie, vampires, as soon as there's, like, a human around, they're losing their minds. Like, how do they walk around in society then?
1: That's the thing; they make it seem like James is just like frothing at the mouth and can't control
0: himself. But even Jasper at dinner, they're like, "Wow, he's he can't talk because like you know you're a human and he would wants to eat you." He goes to school. Yeah, is he just like that all the time? Yeah. I think somewhere in there we missed uh, their kiss, which was so gross.
1: Yeah, and she's not wearing pants.
0: Is she not wearing pants? No,
1: she's not wearing pants.
0: Hmm. Yeah, this movie is like. The horniest, most chaste movie yes. ever. It's weird. I they don't have like, like
1: it. a kiss on the lips once.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it is like intense. Yeah. But weird. Yeah. Because they kind of breathe into each other's mouths for about 30, 30 seconds. Yeah.
1: Really heavily, like audibly breathing into each other's mouths. And mm. then she, he's like, just stay perfectly still. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I know this is my movie and we're supposed to be talking about it, but it's so gross. So then
0: I can't even remember how it all works, but Edward rips him apart and then burns the pieces or something?
1: So the siblings, not Edward, Edward is with Bella, but the siblings Jasper, Rosalie, and Emmett and Alice, like basically just like tear him limb from limb and burn him. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um and then Carsley Car- Carlisle.
0: Carlisle, yeah.
1: Um, uh, I don't know why I want to say Carsley. Um Carlisle like treats her wounds because he's apparently superhuman and doesn't get anything from human blood anymore because he's really old.
0: And then they say, well, first of all, when she leaves, she's like, fuck you, dad. You just want to eat in a diner? I'm out of here. And that's her way to like put her dad at ease for leaving? Yeah. I, I don't get that. I don't get anyone's reactions or their reasoning at any point of this movie.
1: No, it's not sensical.
0: But then in the end... The dad believes he, she ran away because of some sort of big argument with Edward or something. Yeah. Right? That's what you're led to believe? Yes. And then when he finds her, the doctor said, oh, she fell down two flights of stairs and out a window, and uh, this guy that she was running away from is there, and she- He's no like,
1: one's like, get hey, him the fuck out of this room. Yes. Yeah.
0: Boy who has been harassing my daughter and threw her down the stairs. Yeah. And out a window.
1: Out a window.
0: And also, she fell down two flights of stairs and then out a window? Yeah. That doesn't happen. I wouldn't believe that for a second. And I'm not the chief of police like he is. <laughs> and she has like a big bite wound on her hand.
1: Yeah, you'd think that like that would be, like, number one. Yeah. And then Edward, okay, so backing up, Edward sucks all the poison out of her.
0: Right, because these vampires are different. They, like, inject you with venom or something.
1: And then you change. Yeah. But he doesn't want her to change. So he sucks all the venom out, and then Carlisle has to, like, pull him off and send him over to, like, tear someone apart so that he doesn't continue, like, draining her of her blood. Yeah. So, like, how do they explain that she, like, basically lost all of her blood?
0: Well, she fell down two flights of stairs and out a window.
1: <laughs> I just imagine. I don't know why in a cartoon. like, her. She would have
0: had to turn a corner. <laughs> yes.
1: Two corners. Um, It's her just being, like, like a ball yeah. falling down the stairs and, like, whoop, out the window. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know why I thought that was really funny. Clearly, COVID is still in my brain
0: because... Why does nobody ask about the very apparent bite wounds? (laughs) Yeah. And then at prom, she has the boot on, but the bite wound is gone? Well, maybe it's like magic because it's a vampire. I don't know.
1: Maybe. I did read a vampire book where if vampires bite you, their saliva like heals skin. Sure.
0: Yeah. And then... Edward takes her to prom, mm-hmm. and um, I couldn't help but notice that they have this beautiful backdrop and this arch for when they're taking the pictures when they come to prom, but the next couple is always in the background of everyone's pictures that plot.
1: Just, like, hanging out.
0: And they play some great music. Good soundtrack. Good soundtrack. Yeah, there's a there's a big discrepancy from... <laughs> Soundtrack to movie quality because one of my probably one of my favorite Iron and Wine songs is in here. Oh, really? And that's what they dance to at the end.
1: Aww, that's nice. Yeah, that
0: was nice. But then they talk, and it was, it's again, it's all real weird. <laughs> Is this so? You were saying that she is religious, this writer, because I could believe that this is something about how like everyone who is together is destined to be with only one person, and it's God's will. Because I kind of get that feel from a lot of this.
1: Yes. So Stephanie Meyer is she's forty eight years old now. Um. So I think she was pretty young when she wrote these, mm-hmm. and um, I believe like thirteen seems like. <laughs> I think she was older than that, but. So she is Mormon, and um, she is, like, widely known for uh, put, not putting, like, dating into her books, but just, like, finding true love or, like, being with the one who is meant for you. It's less, like, you know, go on some dates, see if you, like, click yeah. or whatever. And it's, it's more God's like... Will that it's that you find the right one. This is, like, willed to be. It's meant to be. Yeah. So that's... Man, that's rough.
0: If I... I had to spend the rest of my life with the first person I dated. Oh. I was 16. What did I
1: know? <laughs> right? Like, good thing I did not end up with anybody I dated in high school. Yeah. Like, yikes. Yeah. So, that's definitely something that's like in her books. She's, oh no, like the first man you meet is your mate.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff, if we wanted to really break it down, that I think you could find analogous structures to any fundamental religious person and uh how they treat sex specifically oh like if you look at how they are like kissing and then like stop right now i have to go do something there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things and we could do probably And like when i'm sucking her blood but then i was like oh no i just stop myself before i go go all the way Yeah. Just stay real still while I have my teeth in you. But if we're not moving, so it's not technically sex. Oh, man. There's some, there's some weird stuff. We could
1: movie. have a real good episode on that. Yeah,
0: but let's not get into it because it's gross.
1: Anyway, so the film ends with Victoria, the redheaded vampire who was James's mate at prom. Oh, okay. for some reason, looking sad or angry or vengeful
0: yeah, and that's gonna be the villain of the next movie I yeah, guess?
1: so that's that leads us or that like is like the foreshadowing for the next movie.
0: the whole villain part like meant nothing in this movie to me because I guess the it is mostly about Edward and Bella and that kind of seemed to be everything and this uh James whole chase part seemed completely irrelevant to anything
1: yeah, it does. It very much does. I also don't – one thing, just going back to the whole, like, Mormon thing, is that, like, all of Edward's behavior is because of Bella. And it rings true on that, like, very, like, oh, well, women can't be sexual or, like, overt because men won't be able to control themselves. It's a very woman blaming thing because she's like, oh, it's because she smells so good. Or it's oh, because she's so beautiful. And it's like she's
0: doing something wrong by existing. existing. Like and
1: she is doing the bare minimum of existing in this.
0: Oh my god, all she does is exist.
1: (laughs) She is only existing. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there because like it is very clear the way that this is written, and that is a very big thing in like the LDS church, is that like it's a woman's job to make sure that men can control themselves around them.
0: Right. And if you don't, it's it's a shortcoming it's, on the woman it's your and it's fault. not the man's fault. Yeah, it's fault. the woman's
1: fault. And
0: that is a big theme in this movie about how men can't be trusted. No. They can't control themselves and it's not really their fault.
1: Yeah.
0: And this is a creepy movie.
1: This is a very creepy movie.
0: It has very creepy messages. And that's probably the worst part about it because lots of young people are really into it or at least were. But uh, the more fun stuff is just how bad it was. Ugh, yeah. So I think we're going to, we're probably good to wrap up on so. <laughs> uh, Twilight Part 1. If you want to hear many more episodes on Twilight, let us know. Maybe we'll end up doing them <laughs> we'll sometime. End up watching them. Who knows? But any final thoughts, Samantha? Uh,
1: this is not a good movie, and it does not have good messages for teens, unless you're Mormon, I guess, and you're into that kind of thing. But this is not a well-written or well-directed movie.
0: No, it's, it's very bad and it is kind of uniquely bad mm-hmm. and maybe if we wanted to give this movie the same attention that I put into like uh, Spider-Verse yeah. when I really went into like the meaning and because I love that movie and it's so good, I think you could very easily do that about this movie yeah. and get into the religious stuff or get into what it says about the time mm-hmm. or how we treat sexuality, especially yes, when it comes to younger people. To teams, yeah. And it has a lot of lot of troubling stuff to it (laughs) but overall it is a perplexing movie very strange and kind of oddly fascinating for it yeah but all in all it's really bad it's bad i but kind of fun to watch
1: it was kind of fun this is like i know i say like get a glass of wine and watch it this is one where like a couple glasses of wine and you'll be like into it i think
0: there you go. This is a, what is, is this movie? This is how we should do your rating <laughs> yeah. scale. This is a three drink minimum?
1: I think this is a three drink minimum and then hit play.
0: All right. It's not and then have four and five during?
1: <laughs> four, five, and six, yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> six drink movie. If
1: you're not pouring your third or your sixth glass of wine by the time uh, she falls down the stairs at the hospital, you're doing something wrong.
0: <laughs> she falls down stairs. I mean. Heavy wow. air
1: quotes if you watched twilight sorry about that um then you can let us know what you think um on our social media or our email you can find us at iltys and the number two on instagram and twitter or you can email us at I love this you should and the number two at gmail.com if you have many many thoughts <laughs>
0: Well, after all that, let's thank our second sponsor of the evening. And that is somebody who I really appreciate. And that is the Boys and Girls Clubs and Big Brothers Big Sisters of Edmonton and Area, also called BGC Bigs. And they need you now. So you should consider sharing your time with a young person. They want to hear your stories. Over the past year, BGC Bigs, Heard from young people that having a mentor means they are less likely to have anxiety, feel isolated, or struggle with their mental health. But there are over 600 young people waiting for a mentor in their lives today. Explore how you can get involved and watch our community change one life at a time. And I personally have worked with them a little bit, uh-huh. and I really appreciate all the hard work they're doing. And especially when I was... In this episode, talking about all these terrible role models yes. for young people. You know what? Instead of just complaining about it on a podcast or listening to us complain about it, you can do something by joining BGC Biggs for a virtual coffee. Or you can apply to be a part of the organization and volunteer your time in all sorts of different ways. And you can visit them at BGC B-I-G-S dot That's B-G-C Or you can just Google BGC Biggs Edmonton. And remember that your priority can be their future.
1: So we will see you back here next Monday when Indy reveals his big movie for the week after. And we do some spoiler-free reviews of what we are watching.
0: I'll give you a hint about my next movie. Fewer Vampires fewer creepy young people sex things
1: oh that's an optimistic future for us okay well we will see you next week everyone bye
0: bye everyone